evening everyone from broadcasting live May 21st 2016 so uh, I think there was a bit of confusion or maybe even disagreement about when is uh, Visakha Puja Vesak Buddha's birthday we count it according to the full moon so uh, the celebration is on the full moon in Visakha Visakha is the month or Vesaka I guess Vaisaka means no, Vesaka in Sanskrit that's the name of the month so on the full moon which is today was about uh, three hours ago, four hours ago. Um, yeah, so that's uh, this is this is Visakha Puja. Puja is the Puja means the celebration or the holiday. This is the holiday or the holy day of Visakha. And it said that that was the day that the Bodhisattva was born. It's the day the Bodhisattva became a Buddha. And it's the day the Buddha passed into Parinibbana. That's what they say. So it's a good opportunity to talk today. I think we'll ignore the quote on our website, whatever that is. Hmm, actually it's a really good quote, but uh, maybe we can delve into it later. We'll talk a little bit about the Buddha, why a Buddha, what's important about a Buddha, why Buddhism, why do we have to be so concerned about our minds, why do we have to work so hard to train our minds. There's so much good in the world, so much happiness in the world, so much pleasure in the world. Why can't we just be content the way things are? Isn't it? Isn't that enough? Isn't that good enough? The answer is it's, it, it's not all uh, it's not all happiness and pleasure in this world. We're not perfect. We have problems. We get angry. We get obsessed. We get anxious and worried and afraid and arrogant and conceited and we make mistakes. We hurt ourselves, we hurt others. We are confused and afraid. We get lost. We make mistakes. We make bad decisions. We suffer. We feel pain. We get sick. We get old. We die. These are all parts of life, a part of life. They're there. They exist. They are.
And anyone who thinks that these are just an inevitable part of life that we should just accept and um, take the good with the bad, as though there were no need to delve deeper or to re respond, there were no need to train, no need to better oneself. Such a person is uh, is mis misleading themselves, because really that's our whole life. Our lives from the time that we're born are spent learning just this, how to better ourselves. Not just means become better people, but to be happier people. How can we find happiness? This is what our life is about. It's about learning and learning how to cope and deal with suffering. We're bombarded by so many kinds of challenge and difficulty and stress and suffering from childhood. Our whole lives have been this way. This doesn't start when you come to practice meditation. We've been asking these questions and finding answers to them our whole lives. That's what life is. Life isn't ever just about uh, a vacation or enjoyment. If you want to enjoy, you have to figure out how to enjoy, how to be happy, how to acquire the things that you want, how to escape the things that you don't want. We spend our lives bettering ourselves. Problem is mostly we don't find the answers. Mostly we stumble, we're blind, we're not equipped, we're not capable of finding the answers ourselves. So every so often a being arises in the world who is capable. You know, we are all of lesser or greater faculties. There's nothing to be ashamed of, or you know, it's not to despair, but to be realistic. We're none of us uh, fully cognizant of our situation, fully wise to the ways of our minds and the ways of the world. We stumble, we make mistakes, we're confused, we're ignorant to so many things. But a person arises who is not ignorant, who is able through their own striving, through their own effort uh, to find the answers. And then they share it. They spread this teaching. Buddhism is essential. Buddhism, by its very definition, you know, I think the word Buddhism, it sounds well, it's just one of the many religions. That's not, Buddhism is not, uh, the word Buddha, it isn't a name like Charlie or Frank. Buddha means one who is awake or one who knows, one who understands reality. That's what Buddha means. So it shouldn't be... Um, a specialized religion where some people will become Buddhist and some people won't. 
Some people become Christians, some people become Buddhist, and it's up to you to choose. It's not really like that. Buddhism is for everyone, of any religion, of any you know, persuasion, any, anyone living any kind of life. Their success and their failure, their happiness and their suffering, it's going to be directly related to how close they are to Buddha, how close they are to awakening, how close they are to nascent uh, science, to knowledge, to understanding, to the answers, to living their life in a way that makes them happy. You know, we think we're happy. We 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 have happiness, and we think so much about happiness. You might say we're obsessed. You don't see it until you come to meditate. But when you come to meditate, you see how obsessed we are, and and it seems like well, you could just get what you want. No, why do I have to come and meditate? Just get what I want. But it's not that simple, is it? You can't always get what you want, and it's not, it's not just a trite saying, it, 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 it's beyond that. You often get what you don't want to such a degree that you, you moan and you wail and you lament and you cry and you, you scream and you shake your fists and you beat your breast and all these things. People go crazy, kill themselves because they can't take the suffering. This is part of life. It's part of our daily life. We make mistakes because suffering for ourselves and others. So Buddhism is not optional. Buddhism is the uh, the right way to live our lives. We're trying, you know, we're trying all, always to live our lives in a better way. Happiness for us, happiness for others. We can't succeed. We can't do it. We fail, mostly. You know, maybe we get by so we can be happy. But that happiness is qualified. It's um, balanced with a lot of stress and suffering and angst and anxiety and anguish and that's not it's not something you should settle for it's not something we ever settle for we don't you can say oh well you take the it's not how the world works we're always learning we're always striving we're always uh, aiming for the top we all want to be happy all the time there's no question I think it's impossible but that's how we live our lives we're always trying to be happy. The claim we make is that it's not quite as easy as it sounds or as it seems, but that there is a way. If you work, if you work to straighten your mind of all of its crookedness and all of its clinginess, to straighten and uh, purify your mind, uh, 
train yourself to see things as they are, not how you wish they were. Train yourself to accept, not accept, but tolerate, um, to stand strong in the face of anything, to be undisturbed by the vicissitudes of life. You can train yourself in that. You're invincible. You can be happy all the time. You can be at peace no matter what comes. You can conquer all of life's problems and challenges and difficulties. Buddha was a very special person. Today we uh, honor his memory as someone who taught something that um, for those who have practiced it clearly does lead to peace, happiness and freedom from suffering. It leads, it's an honest path, where it's a straight path where you're no longer crooked, you're no longer fooling yourself, you're no longer deluding yourself, you're no longer making mistakes, you're no longer choosing the wrong uh, response to problems, to challenges where you respond properly, mindfully, purely, peacefully. So the three qualities of the Buddha that we remember on this day are, first of all, his, uh, his wisdom. And this is what we're talking about. The Buddha understood the truth, and he understood the way to to find the truth. He was able to teach the truth. Great wisdom to understand and to see at its very essence, what does it mean to be wise? It's a very specific thing in Buddhism. It means to see everything that arises and ceases, everything that, that exists in this world, everything that arises is not permanent. It's not stable. It's not uh, predictable. That everything that arises is unsatisfying. It's not a source of happiness. Happiness can't come from a thing. No thing can make you happy because it's impermanent. It won't satisfy you. If you try to find happiness in it, you will. Uh, you will suffer disappointment when it's gone. And that everything in, everything in the world inside of ourselves and the world around us, it doesn't belong to us, doesn't have an en uh, an, doesn't have its own entity or existence. It isn't a thing that you can possess. It doesn't belong to a thing, it doesn't belong to anyone which means you can't control, there's no control over things, nothing you can control and change so that you keep it, or so that you keep it away. Everything is in a constant flux, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking that's really all there is. When you see a person, the person isn't real, the seeing is real. When you hear the person, the hearing is real. 
When you taste food, the food isn't real, it's the tasting and the feeling. It's quite simple. Reality is actually quite innocuous. There's nothing dangerous or scary. If you're being confronted by a scary situation, in the end it only comes down to the senses. If you're in an argument with someone and you get frightened because of how loud they are, and how you get angry because of how vicious they are. You remember, it's only seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, thinking. So nothing good comes from clinging to it. It's impermanent, unsatisfying, uncontrollable. You getting caught up in it doesn't do any good. So the first is the wisdom that the Buddha taught. All of the teachings on the four foundations of mindfulness, and how to see things clearly. The second is the purity of the Buddha. So through his wisdom, he found purity. And that's what we all strive for. We strive through our wisdom and understanding to have the pure mind, the same pure mind of the Buddha, where we don't get greedy, where we don't get angry, where we don't get afraid or anxious or depressed or worried or confused arrogant, conceited, sad, frustrated, none of these things come to us. And we have a mind that is well trained, that is well tamed. We have peace. And the third quality of the Buddha, that's not universal and it's not something we all strive for, is his compassion. We don't all strive for the same level of compassion of the Buddha. Some do. But we praise the Buddha for it and we thank him for it and we, we revere him. We feel gratitude because he didn't have to teach. He didn't even have to spend all the time learning, uh, becoming, becoming capable of teaching. He had opportunities to follow the teachings of another Buddha, but he didn't. Instead, he went on to cultivate his own perfection so he could find it by himself in a time when there was no Buddha. And so that's what we're left with. That's what allows us now, 2,500 years later, to still practice. Because he took the time to cultivate his own perfection so that he could teach on his own. But many people who try to do that, who, who em try to emulate his perfection and many people who don't who are content with following his teachings but there are those who are discontent and who actually take the time to stay around in samsara for lifetime after lifetime cultivating their own perfections and working to better themselves to the point where they too can be a buddha and that's what our buddha did we respect him for that. Today is a day to think about the Buddha and to practice the Buddha's teaching. The Buddha said, if we care for him, we will practice his teaching. So let's all take this as an opportunity to better ourselves uh, and out of respect for the Buddha to practice his teachings.
that's the Dhamma for tonight. What do we got here? Some questions. We're going to restructure this site hopefully in the next week. We're going to recreate this site uh, in a new format. It'll look a little nicer and it'll be a little more um, professional, I guess. Is taking refuge in the triple gem required for stream entry? If not, then what is the minimum requirement for stream entry? Um, someone who is a Sotapanna has perfect faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. So it's not about actually a, a ceremony like taking refuge, but they do naturally. But all that's required for stream entry is seeing Nibbana. That's what happens seeing the three characteristics so clearly that the mind lets go, enters into Nibbāna for the first time. That's what makes someone a stream entry, a sotapanna. How do you stay in a peaceful state without being distracted, especially in society? Well, come and do a meditation course. We'll teach you how. It's not something I can just say to you. You should read my booklet if you haven't. You should come and do a meditation course with us. Stay with us. We'll feed you, house you, teach you all for free. And then you'll have your answer. Does bhanga mean vanishing without remainder? If so, does it go against the view that energy can neither be created nor destroyed? Sankha, you and your questions. Why do you torture me so? Bhanga, yes. Bhanga means vanishing without remainder. And yes, I guess it goes against. I mean... I think it does go against the view that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. But it's a whole, it's a different worldview. We don't talk in terms of energy. Energy isn't a thing according to Buddhism. It doesn't exist. All that exists are experiences, and experiences arise and cease. What's the official name of the tradition of Mahasi Sayadaw? Well, we call it the Mahasi Sayadaw tradition. Uh, some people call it Satipatthana Vipassana. Some people call it Theravada. Burmese Vipassana, Burmese Satipatthana. I think Guadalupe is, has a has a uh, autocorrect problem. <laughs> Do the bushes have all the thirty-two marks of heat, man? You have to be careful before you submit. I think you mean, do the Buddhas have all the 32 marks of the great man? The Buddha apparently has 32, 32 marks, 32 characteristics.
You guys don't have to stick around for this. You can if you want, but I'm just answering questions. Okay. Just so you know. Got two meditators here. Well, Michael and one meditator. So this week we'll try to work on the website. Um, Saturday, next Saturday is the Waysak celebration in Mississauga. And then a few days after that, I'm off to Thailand. We've got someone coming to stay in the house while I'm away. Jason, who's here in, uh, in Hamilton on our Buddhism Association. He said he'll come and stay in the house while I'm away, which is good Good to hear. But we still need someone who can come long-term to stay with us, someone who can help look after the meditators, who wants to spend some time, months, in a monastery, someone who doesn't have a dog that they have to go and look after. Does the point of view mean it can't be changed or discarded, or does, or does there always have to be a point of view in all situations? You're making my brain hurt. I don't know about that question. A view is a belief. So you can have a view that is in line with reality. You can have a view that is out of line with reality. You don't always have a view. Sometimes you do something out of habit, without a view, that it's right or wrong or good or bad, etc. But views do arise, and they're, they're occasional. Not every mind has a view in it, so not every experience has a view. We had a, we have an up, tick today 40 people watching today that's i think that's a high when i was in sri lanka i used to get 40 50 i think but since i've been back in canada it's rare to get 40 people so hello everyone welcome if you're wondering where the questions are if you're watching this on youtube maybe watching it later even most of what we do is centered around our own website at meditation.sirimangalo.org and that's where people are chatting and asking questions and, and meditating together. We also have online meditation courses so people sign up for those and meditate together online as well. Okay, so I'm going to say goodnight to everyone. Wishing you all a happy Visakha Puja, happy full moon, and see you all later.